0: Happy Monday, if such a thing is possible. It is Joe Cunningham here on the Joe Cunningham Show. News Talk 96.5 KPEL 232-1542 is the number, or you can send a message through the KPEL app chat and be part of your 5 o'clock news cruise brought to you by Service Chevrolet. Glad to have them on as our 5 o'clock sponsor. If you're interested in what Service Chevrolet can offer you, why don't you head on over and visit them at 1212 Ambassador Caffrey here. In Lafayette. I hope you guys are having a great day. I'm having a good day. It's 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 cold outside. And it's almost Halloween. I like both of those things. I don't like the heat. I've never liked the heat. I'm just glad, even though it is a little bit rainy, it's a little bit kind of miserable, really, looking outside, but I do love the way it feels outside. I'm not as fun, much a fan of the misty and rainy aspect, but I just I, I do love the cold. It is nice, but we do have to get into the news of the weekend, the news of the day, and I need to continue on with the Israel-Hamas stuff. And it, the transition is going to be weird, but just just follow me here on this. One of my favorite comic books one of my favorite comic book characters one of my favorite superheroes uh behind like one step behind batman um is a character named the question not as well known as 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 the 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 big names that you know the justice league types in dc i'm more of a dc fan than marvel i like the marvel cinematic universe i don't read the marvel comics very much i loved The Question comics, and I I have them all in collected graphic novel format. I love The Question. Well, a few years back, DC also did a run of novels about certain characters, and one of them was one based on The Question. Now, if you don't know The Question, The Question is a masked vigilante who wears a mask that basically obliterates his face, so his face just looks like a plain white oval. Wears a, a fedora, a uh a trench coat uh and he fights crime he's kind of like batman except he's not rich and he fights mostly political corruption one of the reasons i liked him so much but the question uh his origin story kind of retold in this dc novel that came out several years ago and as the main character the the guy who would become the question his name is charles victor zaz um and it's the the last name is spelled funny as he returns to his hometown of Hub City, which is loosely based on some of the seedier sides of St. Louis, Missouri, as he returns there, he decides to rent a hotel room for the night, and when he gives his name, the guy behind the, the counter, uh, the clerk, says, that's a funny-sounding name, is it, are, are you a Jew? And he goes, no, no, I'm, I'm just, you know, I, I was raised in a Catholic orphanage. The guy says, uh-huh, whatever. And then they have some conversation and said, uh, the 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 clerk says something along the lines of we love all God's creatures here. And the main character, Charles Victor Zaz, says, uh, what about the Jews? Uh the Jews are the Lord's creatures. And the guy and the clerk says, They killed our Lord. That sentiment is actually based off of the ancient Roman emperor Constantine and from the Roman Empire into the medieval era. It was kind of a European, uh, from Roman Empire to the medieval era, it was a European sentiment about the Jews. Modern Christianity more or less recognizes that it wasn't the Jews that killed Jesus so much as the the concept was humanity killed the Jews. Because remember, it it was a collaboration between the Jews who prosecuted persecuted him and the romans who actually put him to death under their laws so humanity itself put jesus to death but in the medieval times in during the roman empire the jews were very much looked down upon and so it when when rome converted to a christian empire um That sentiment from Constantine on down pretty much reigned through. It was the Jews that killed Jesus. And so even all the way back then, the sentiment of the Jews are responsible for the things that are wrong has has fermented a bit. Uh, One of the things that a lot of people— they a lot of people know the, the conspiracy tropes. The Jews run all the banks, the Jews run Hollywood, all that sort of thing. Do you know what that originated from? During these time periods, hundreds and hundreds and, and even thousands of years ago, early Christians and Romans, but mostly the early Christians, there were certain jobs they wouldn't do. The Bible is very clear that you should not demand interest. In fact, that was in if you go to a Catholic church, that was in the readings this Sunday. And I know because I did the readings at my church this this past Sunday, yesterday. The Bible says don't charge interest if you loan somebody money. But the way that that the business community worked, if you borrowed money, there would be interest charged depending on when you paid it back, how quickly you could pay back or how slowly you paid it back. So, as Christians interpreted the Bible to mean they can't do that, they pawned all that financial stuff off on the Jews, and the Jews became the bankers in those communities. The people, the Christians, loved entertainment. They loved the theater. They loved the stage, but they saw that as actually sinful work. They wanted to watch it, but they didn't want to take part of it. They thought it was sinful. Being an actor, living that lifestyle was sinful. So, again, the Jews were the ones who were hired to be the actors, and those tropes, those stereotypes persist through time. The anti-Semitism that we're seeing right now, on the left and the right, across the world, not just here at home, all of that is based on actually ancient stereotypes. Which brings us to today. Over the weekend, there was a violent riot at an airport in Russia. People went there demanding to see the Jews that were being flown into that airport because they wanted to lay hands on them and not in a good way, not in a way to bless them, if you will. But they wanted to grab hold of them. What we're heading toward is a pogrom. You know what that term means? It's a noun. It's an older term. An organized massacre of a particular ethnic group, in particular, that of Jewish people in Russia or Eastern Europe in the late 19th and early 20th centuries. The Jews were persecuted even back then in Russia. We saw something similar this weekend. We're seeing it across the globe. We're seeing across the globe this attempt to not just forcibly remove the Jewish people from their ancestral homeland, but to eradicate them. And Democrats and Republicans, conservatives and liberals, right and left alike, Some of them are taking part in this. Some of them are buying into the propaganda of Hamas and those anti-Jewish people. The Associated Press over the weekend actually ran this initial headline for the siege at the Russian airport. Crowd storm Russian airport to protest flight from Israel. Boy, it certainly seems like just a protest, huh? No, they stormed into the main airport. And they wanted to get their hands on the Jews. They wanted to hurt them. They wanted to attack them. And the AP says, that's a protest. It's a crowd that's protesting a flight from Israel. Because you see still in their minds, in the minds of some of these reporters, it's kind of like, it's kind of like summer of 2020. You know, you remember that, you remember that one iconic screenshot from a CNN broadcast. Where that, that CNN reporter is standing in front of a street that's on fire with, I think, a car on fire behind him. And the Chiron underneath him says, fiery but mostly peaceful protest. Things are on fire. Buildings are being burned. Businesses are being attacked. Fiery but mostly peaceful, the CNN Chiron said. We're seeing the same thing. It's a fiery but mostly peaceful pogrom. Because the people who were working at our elite media establishments. come from universities, come from schools, come from backgrounds, come from social circles, that all see Israelites as white settlers on a land that didn't belong to them, which, if you actually know your history, is false. The land belonged to the people of Israel. And the Roman Empire kicked them out And let the Palestinians move in, because Palestinians, Palestine, was more or less a rough translation in Latin of the term Philistine. And then over the years, the Arab nations, the Arab tribes gather after the Israelis come back, and they push them out again, and they push them basically into Europe. And then after World War II, they're allowed to move back in. And the nation-state of Israel is created after World War II. And ever since, they've been having to defend themselves from people who sincerely want them dead. And our media is joining in those calls. And that is an absolute shame. 232-1542 is the number if you want to be part of the conversation or send a message to the KPEL app chat. We'll reply to your comments in just a moment. But first, we do have... Our J&J Pest of the Day. Going pretty broad on this Pest of the Day, we are going to talk about Cornell University. The leadership at Cornell University can't seem to get get a handle on what it's supposed to be doing to protect its students. Cornell Hillel is the kosher dining hall on Cornell's campus. A warning was issued yesterday advising students to avoid it because a threat had been placed on the building. On the building, the kosher dining hall on Cornell's campus was being threatened. And the university's response is, hey, Jewish students, don't go eat. Instead of actually investigating it and shutting these elements down, they decided, hey, y'all, y'all just go somewhere else. Or just stay in your rooms, actually, that's better. Stay locked away. Because we've seen this story before, we know how that one ends. And that's what makes Cornell University the top brass at Cornell University is your pest of the day brought to you by JJ Exterminating, Louisiana's largest independently owned pest control company. Find them online at JJEXT.com. Welcome back to the Joe Cunningham Show here on News Talk 96.5 KPL 232-1542. If you want to be part of the conversation or send a message through the KPL app chat. One of our commenters notes. Probably no one at Cornell University, the j and pest of the day I mentioned earlier. Probably no one at Cornell University is going to be uh, arrested. Or if so, like maybe a few people for the rhetoric that's out there. That's, that's keeping Jewish students from going to the kosher dining hall on campus. And the media is going to be silent. The same media that if Trump... If it were Trump supporters making any sort of threat, the media would accuse Trump and his supporters and most Republicans in general of being Nazis. But when there's actual Nazi flags and Nazi rhetoric on American streets, strangely enough, they don't say anything. Strangely enough, they're, they're quiet about the Nazi imagery strangely enough they they don't have anything to say about any any actual Nazism that's in America streets. but by God if, if Trump says anything, it's probably Nazism and that that's it's sickening. it's sickening that level of partisanship and not just partisanship but basic disregard for the human life that was lost in Israel. And the people who are out there just shouting from the rooftops Hamas propaganda about what Israel is or isn't doing, what they have done, things like that, including sending messages to our app, spouting off Hamas talking points. It's crazy. It's crazy that there are that many people that hate Jews that much. They're willing to buy into actual terrorist propaganda on it. We'll take a break. 232 1542 is the number. Your messages on the app chat as well. We'll get to those. When we get back, the presidential field has gotten smaller. Why and what's next? We'll talk about that here on The Joe Cunningham Show, News Talk 96.5 KPL. Welcome back to The Joe Cunningham Show here on News Talk 96.5 KPL. 232 1542 is the number if you want to be part of the conversation. Joining you on your five o'clock news cruise as you are driving home to end. This nice, chilly Monday, the 5 o'clock news crew is brought to you by our new 5 o'clock sponsor, Service Chevrolet. Find out what they can do for you and your auto needs at 1212 Ambassador Caffrey here in Lafayette. Now, over the weekend, the Republican-Jewish coalition, uh, there was a big conference. Several of the presidential candidates spoke there. One in particular made a pretty big announcement, Mike Pence, saying that he was going to be pulling out of the presidential race. Now, I know a lot of the folks listening, probably not the biggest Mike Pence fans. I like Pence for the most part. Uh, There are some things that he did, particularly as governor, I wasn't a fan of, including kind of caving on uh, the Religious Freedom Restoration Act. Uh, The state was trying to pass, kind of caved to some business interests there. But for the most part, he's been a fairly good conservative fighter. Uh, He has very few uh, fans now. They either hate him because he joined the Trump administration or they hate him because he wouldn't stand with Trump after the 2020 election. Uh, damned if you do, damned if you don't type stuff. But Mike Pence made the responsible decision and backed out of the race. But now it's it's really clear that this is a three-person race given big, you know, big, big point of order here. Donald Trump's looking, more and more likely to be the Republican nominee, but it's coming down to, in, in second place, basically Nikki Haley or Ron DeSantis, uh, Tim Scott. Unfortunately, I love Tim Scott. I, I wish he stood a better chance, but he's, he's just not enough of a fighter. The, 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 the voters, Republican voters want somebody who's going to be an aggressive fighter and he's just not that. So he doesn't really have much of a chance. Doug Burgum doesn't have a chance. Uh, None of the others, Asa Hutchinson, who everybody forgets about is running, Larry Elder, who everybody forgets about just in general, none of them have a chance. They also should back out. But I think it's time for Tim Scott to back out as well. But I think one of the important things to really note here is the dynamic that's at play. In his most recent ad buy, Donald Trump is still spending his campaign, still spending about a million dollars attacking Ron DeSantis. DeSantis, in turn, is using a lot of his rhetoric to go after Nikki Haley. Which leads me to believe two separate things about internal polling. One is that Donald Trump's internal polling shows that his biggest threat is Ron DeSantis. And Ron DeSantis's internal polling shows that Nikki Haley is his biggest threat. Nikki Haley has had a bit of a surge. Here's the thing. It's not guaranteed that either one of them will actually have a chance to take out Trump. Trump has a lot of momentum going. But... There are some things to note, and a lot of you are going to be angry about what I'm going to say, and you're going to want to call or send a message or whatever. There is a greater than zero chance that before we get too far into the actual primaries in 2024, Donald Trump will be a convicted felon, and there is a greater than zero chance He will be sent to prison. Now, both of those are fairly low. I think it's a greater possibility he'll be convicted in the Mar-a-Lago documents case, and a much, much smaller uh, chance that he'll actually be sent to prison. I don't think even I I don't think a Florida jury is going to send Donald Trump to prison. I'm not convinced they're going to find him guilty in the Mar-a-Lago thing, but. The Mar-a-Lago document stuff is probably just from a from a legal standpoint, from folks I've talked to who are far more expert than I, conservative and progressive alike, conservative and liberal alike. They think that is his biggest risk in terms of of criminal conviction. That could change the dynamic. It could. It could. But the fight right now is between Nikki Haley and Ron DeSantis. If Ron DeSantis were to end his campaign right now, his voters likely go to Donald Trump. If Nikki Haley were to bow out of the presidential election, I don't think her voters go to Ron DeSantis. Most of the people who were lining up behind Nikki Haley, they were the same people who were lining up Behind Mike Pence, they're the same people lining up behind Chris Christie, same people lining up behind Tim Scott. They are people who are very wary of Trump, people who do not like Trump. They want to find someone else because they think Trump is too loud and boisterous. And frankly, think he's too disruptive, even to conservative causes. But they see Ron DeSantis as the same thing just not with all the the personal baggage that Donald Trump has which is why it's they're not I'm not quite certain based on the data that we've seen out of polling that those people if they if if everybody except DeSantis quit I'm not sure that all those people would go vote for Ron DeSantis they might if they are really that dedicated to fighting Trump but Trump nationally has more than 50% In Iowa, he's in the 40s. In some of the other early states, he's in the 40s. He's very close to having majority in some of those early states. The thing about it, what happens? If the election's held tomorrow, Donald Trump wins the nomination, but it's not held tomorrow. On the flip side of that, none of the other candidates seem to be making any sort of headway. Ron DeSantis has bet the entire bank on Iowa if he doesn't win in Iowa he doesn't even come close in Iowa what has he got left Nikki Haley is betting the farm on New Hampshire and she's going to be able to fall back on South Carolina might seem like a longer term strategy if she can make good headway in Iowa but you still don't know I forgot Chris Christie when I was mentioning all the other people who should drop out I think he should too At this point, here's what needs to happen for the Republican Party. The Republican Party, elements within the Republican Party that have been very hesitant on Trump are going to have to come to terms with the very, very real greater than 50 percent chance that Trump's the next nominee and that we're going to have a rematch from 2020. So they've got to figure out a few things. How are they going to chart a path to victory there? I'd like to say that you could rely on crime. I'd like to say that you could rely on the economy. I'd like to say that you can rely on immigration. I think that that uh, Joe Biden talking a somewhat good game on Israel, but his administration not doing a whole lot to protect our allies in the Middle East. When you come down to it, I think that might have an impact. I don't know yet, but I th- I'd like to say that a lot of those factors would help Trump. But as of right now, The polling doesn't quite, it's still neck and neck. Nobody's got a clear advantage over the other in a rematch of 2020. And I think that is probably what's got a lot of Republicans behind the scenes very, very nervous. Even the very pro-Trump ones. They're very nervous about, well, he couldn't beat Biden in 2020. Can he beat Biden in 2024? Because whatever you want to say about how the election was run, about COVID-19, about all these other factors. He's got to do it in 2024. He has to. The Republicans know the country can't go through another four years of Joe Biden. So how do they do it? How do they make sure that he wins this time? If he, while he was the one in charge of the government, couldn't do it last time, if everybody stole it from him. How do they make sure that Trump who was in charge of the government last time and couldn't prevent it be stolen, how can they prevent how can they prevent it from being stolen this time when he's not in charge of government? That's going to be the tricky question. That's what Republicans have to answer. I'm not sure that they have an answer either, but we'll see. But Mike Pence dropping out allows for the consolidation, allows for us to kind of see where things are. If Mike Pence's voters don't go anywhere, they just stick to the sidelines. Things don't change, but if they do decide to go to Ron DeSantis or more likely Nikki Haley, that also changes the dyna- the dynamics of the race. Let's take a break. We'll be back in just a moment here on the Joe Cunningham Show News Talk 96.5. KPL. You know, I almost considered replaying Moon's interview with Milk Toast Milkovich today instead of my show. Man, that was entertaining. I, I told Moon afterwards that was the best interview of talk radio that I never want to hear again. That was borderline insanity. But it was, it did make for entertaining radio. That If you did not hear it, you you will need to go back, uh, check out Moon's podcast, because it was just incredible. Uh, before we go, looking on over at the KPL app chat, uh, Scott points out, we need to remember, Nikki Haley is the one who started the removal of the Confederate flags and statues in South Carolina, which she did do after that church shooting. And it is something people will uh, people might forget the context around it. the church shooting was the context around it, uh, removing the Confederate flag over the state house. But people will remember that as kind of one of the the moments where this whole getting rid of conf- Confederate flags and statues movement really started. They may not like that. She's kind of playing toward the big tent social Republican politics. Uh, she went after Ron DeSantis over the Disney stuff. Uh, she she's kind of gone big tent on some of those issues. A lot of conservatives won't like that. I don't think that uh, Trump or DeSantis conservatives will really kind of float or gravitate toward her. Mike points out on the app chat, uh, Nikki Haley for vice president, uh, and that he likes Ron DeSantis, but it's not uh, DeSantis's time. I'm not sure that I disagree with that, the way things stand right now, but I don't think Nikki Haley would ever actually, uh, Agree to be Trump's vice president. I don't think she's. A lot of folks say she's running for vice president. She may end up accepting his invitation to, but he's attacked her as well. So I'm I'm not entirely sure she'd go for it. But I I would not be disappointed in a ticket that had Nikki Haley on it, one way or another. I just don't see any of the current candidates being willing to jump on the ticket of another candidate in this race especially among those top three. No way that DeSantis joins a Haley or a Trump ticket. No way uh, Haley joins a Trump or DeSantis ticket. It's just not going to happen. But it is very interesting The the idea, I think, would make a lot of Republicans a lot more comfortable, kind of like it made a lot of Republicans comfortable when Mike Pence joined Trump's ticket back in 2016. But it is it is interesting. Now, speaking of interesting I do, again, have to reiterate, I'm just so thankful for Service Chevrolet for becoming the sponsor of our 5 o'clock hour here on the Joe Cunningham Show. Uh, It's your 5 o'clock news cruise, cruising right along home during the 5 o'clock drive time to be with you. Service Chevrolet is helping to sponsor that. Please go check them out when you get a chance. Go see what they can do to help you with your automotive needs by visiting them at 1212 Ambassador Caffrey here in Lafayette. All right, you guys have a fantastic day. I'll be back in 23 hours. We'll do it all over again. In the meantime, follow me on Twitter at Joe P. Cunningham, facebook.com slash Joe Cunningham show, email joe at redstate.com. Would love to talk to you guys on and off the air. Go check out the podcast version of the show, which will be uploaded shortly. It'll be available over on Substack, Joe Cunningham show on Substack. You can also find it on Apple, Spotify. If you do get them from there, be sure to leave a rating and a review. Because that, the algorithm likes that. We want to make the algorithm happy. You guys have a great day. Talk to you again soon here on the Joe Cunningham Show, News Talk 96.5 KPEL.